Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast will definitely contain naughty words and spoilers. everybody and welcome back to Haley's what <laughs> oh god it's been over a week and i've lost lost it all sanity the will to live oh it's been tough isn't it oh it's been a long long few weeks yeah that's why we had to take a little bit of a break just um yeah hanging on by thread at the minute i think definitely on track for a breakdown <laughs> like <laughs> you and me both sister <laughs> but it was nice. We watched the film last night, didn't we? It felt like normality. What a film. Your face says it all. This one might be a bit arguey. Oh, my God. <sighs> Anyways. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. But first of all, I want to say, there's only two sleeps till the big man comes. Two sleeps. That's the first time you've called me a big man in a long time. <laughs> As in little Saint Nick. Oh, he's little now, is he? <laughs> it is. Two sleeps till Christmas. Yeah, super excited. Colin made me watch The Magnificent Seven. My struggle to find what was so magnificent about it. <gasps> but Blasphemy, straight <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> it was made in 2016. Yes, it's the it's the remake. It's not the original no. Magnificent Seven. It's I will remake. not be watching the original. I'm just putting that out there. That's why I picked this one. Gee, really? Oh, God. Well, you weren't going to watch a... You didn't want to watch a Western anyway, let alone with no one you knew in it. No. This film was apparently, according to whatever I looked up on, was two hours and 13 minutes. Two hours and 13 minutes of my life. I will not get back. Um, shockingly, actually, it's a rated to 12A, which I thought was pretty low. There's not a lot of blood in it, really. But it's really violent. Yeah, but that's not what makes the rating. Naughty words are worse than shooting for ratings. Seriously? Okay. 
yeah, if you say fuck twice in a film, it has to be a 15. Right. But inventively finding ways of killing people does not warrant it to be a 15. No. Even with the vast amounts of stabbing in this film as well. Mm, Okay. Uh, So you've got, I'm just going to quickly go through who these people are. Um, The baddie guy is Bartholomew Brogue. Bogue. Or Bogue. Yep. Who's Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah, one of the Sarsgaards. You know who his brother is, don't you? I can't remember what his name is, but wasn't he supposed to be it? He is. Pennywise. Oh, is he Pennywise? Yeah, that's a Sarsgaard. I can't remember which one. I always get confused with the guy who was the guy who was in the Millers. Meet the Millers. Wasn't he going to be? Yeah, he was. Okay, I always get confused. First pick, but couldn't do it. Yeah. Okay, I always get them confused. And I think it's their dad is the scientist in Thor as well. He's a scars guard. I don't. I think he's the dad, not the brother though. And the other one was Tarzan. What, as in the Disney Tarzan? No, the Collins live action one. Not not George. Oh, that's George Strong. Not Brendan Fraser, no. <laughs> Weirdly, Brendan Fraser is not a scars guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. Long lost brother. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I need to watch Bazazzles now. Anyways. Um, Hashtag bring back Brendan. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Anyways. Denzel Washington, obviously, is Sam Chisholm. Yep. And then you've got Chris Pratt is Josh, Josh Faraday. Ethan Hawke was a good night. Good night, Robishaw. That's it, Robishaw. What a name. Uh, then there's a guy called Vincent, who's Jack Horn. Then there's Vincent, loads of names. That's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yep, cool. And then there's loads of names that I can't pronounce. I was going to go through their characters' names there, because I just don't want to get... Bogged down. Yeah. Uh, you've got Billy Rock. I don't suppose you can pronounce Mexican guy's name. I quit. I don't, I don't Vasquez. That's it. Uh, Red Harvest. And then there's Emma Cullen, who's the main lady. And then, like, go back to the bad guy. Anyways, um, so the little synopsis is seven gunmen from a variety of backgrounds are brought together by a vengeful young widow to protect her town from a private army of destructive industrialists. Yawn. Mm. So, <laughs> let me just get to the beginning of my notes. So the film opens uh, with a landscape, like a desert landscape, with some tents, and then you see some horses, goats, and sheep. Then you hear a gunshot and someone shouting that he's coming. I was like, oh my god, this is like I such love a... that you've made notes of what animals were there. Yeah, I thought it might be important, you never know, and I do quite like an animal. <laughs> um, there's like some explosions going off like near the hay bale, and I noticed that the people that were like near the explosion did not give two tiny shits. There's explosions going on. They're just like casually walking along. Because it's, it's a mine. That yeah, I didn't realise it's mining time. No, so I was just like, why do they not give a shit that there's yeah. an explosion going Quite off? Calm. Yeah. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Uh, then there's like a large carriage that comes rolling into like a town, and the heavy boxes lifted out and put into a bank, and it's all like heavily guarded. Um, it's like a busy, bustling town scene, and it says uh, Rose Creek. Creek. 1879 and they're all in a hall but actually it turns out it's not a hall it's the church um and someone's like having a big argument about how the water's all poisoned and um what i wrote down is that i noticed that everyone was really sweaty it's a strange thing to notice but sweaty and quite sweaty, dirty yeah. and bearded or mustachioed lots of beards and mustaches yeah. yeah denzel's rocking a good tash in this obviously 
So, yeah, it's basically like they're saying that someone's trying to steal their land and that the sheriff's on their payroll, blah, blah, blah. So, everyone's getting, like, really pissed off. And I feel so like I'm... there's going to be a lot of blah, blah, blahs in your <sighs> review of this, your commentary. Don't care. Um, and everyone's talking about how they should leave Rose Creek. And then this man walks in with, like, all the guns. Like, all the guns. All the guns. And um, I think, like preacher says oh this is a lord's house and it's no place for guns i was like i don't think this man really cares yeah it's establishing him early as a bad guy yeah pretty knobby there's a bit at the end isn't there when we get there that like juxtaposes this yeah it's pretty good yeah he's he must be a bad guy because he's bringing guns into church yeah and he's got like this jar of shit i don't even know what's in it and he's like ratting around all up in people's faces which also is a bit of a knobby thing to do. Yeah, he's he's full on a twat, and yeah. he's from the off. You're like, like this <laughs> this guy's a belling. Stop shaking your jar of random crap in this my has face. Got to be the bad guy because he's just a twat. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, and then there's like more sweat and some flies. And I've written yum because that's just what I was seeing. It's the old west, babe. It's hot. <laughs> I know. But... Hey, people are sweaty. <laughs> They did good with makeup, unless they were just generally hot. Yeah, maybe everyone was I'll just fit right sweaty. in. I'm a bit of a sweaty bay sometimes. <laughs> I could just stand there with my sweaty upper lip and a bit of mud smid on my face, and I would fit right in. <laughs> so you're talking about the bad guy, mm-hmm. Bartholomew. Yeah, Bart. Bart. I'm not doing a Simpsons quote either. Um, about like asking about what they live for and how doing the mining or whatever is like god's work or some sort of actual bullshit it, like it really pisses off the preacher as well doesn't it capitalism he's like, is god that's it yeah god's work yeah they're like the preacher's getting a bit pissed off here like you know he's coming here with all his guns shaking a jar of whatever he's irish too isn't he the preacher oh yeah i love his voice great voice um and he gets like this boy to come up and he looks absolutely terrified. He tells him to put his hand in the jar, and um, like that grabs his hand, and I don't God, really know what happens. Wedges it right in the jar, yeah. doesn't he? Like, all right. Like, what the fuck is going on? The whole time, like his dad looks like he's gonna die, which is ridiculous. And then, um, that's it, really. So basically, he just sort of like tips all the jar of. It's it's full of dirt, isn't he? So he's yeah. basically saying all you all you care about is dirt. well, he says dust, doesn't he? It yeah. looks more like dirt to me, but. It says your problems over over dust, like yeah, you you think it's your land. I want it. I'm having it. Is it really worth you yeah know, putting yourself up shit's creek for some dirt? Um. And then he offers to buy their land, doesn't he? Yeah, and then they start pushing people out, and then they set fire to the church, and then just kick the shit out of the pre the, the preacher. Yeah, so he offers everyone twenty dollars for their land, which obviously upsets quite a few of them. And then he, oh, he says that really arsehole thing as well, doesn't he? Like, it won't sweeten, it'll only sour. That's and it, you're like, yeah. You sound like such a fucking helmet. <laughs> like, jeez, yeah. who says things like that? Yeah. Old oh, West not- or not. But yeah, then they set fire to the church. Yeah, and then they um, go outside and, and there's like the woman. Yeah, that Emma Cullen, it's her husband. This bit made me think it's something that you would do. What, mouth off? Mouth off. Yeah. I'd be like, and she's like shaking her head going, no. And I'd be like, babe, shut up. 
It doesn't even say anything really that bad. Though. No, he's like, what kind of man are, are you, you to yeah, threaten, and... threaten this? And then he's just like, well, I don't like that. So He just walks towards him, shoots him. Just shoots Someone him. throws an axe and the woman's back. Yeah, a woman tries to run away and the, the bad Native American, who's on the bad guy team, throws an axe, throws an axe straight into her back. So establishing himself early as the bad one. Yeah. Because he's going to axe a woman in the back. Yeah. Like, bad Quite guy. willingly, in front of her child, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then no they shoot another that. man. And it's lady who's like, got a kid's husband like a baby. So that'd be that. And then there it cuts to a shadow of a man in a hat in the desert on a horse. There's some dramatic music. Been through the desert on a horse with no name. That's not the dramatic music. Uh, and it's like... Good song, though. It has a Mal Armador city or something. I think that's what came up. You were on your phone at this point, which made me think it's obviously going to be an awful film because you're on your phone. I don't need to barren. know where it is. I'm, plus, I know what's coming. Like I know the gaps I can go on my phone because this is just... I know who it is and where he's going. So there's loads of mustachioed man with guns like... Oh, this is what really annoys me about bloody Western films. How often do you think you're going to say mustachioed man? I quite like it. <laughs> There's a line of them. A line of old men, all with moustaches, all sweaty, all dirty, lined up in those like wooden like porch things they had back then. Just watching him ride, ride in. into town. The classic Western as well, where it someone who don't know rides into town yeah. and the whole town and stops And then, of course, cliched straight into a bar. Where everyone stops talking and they all look at the door. I think you'll find it's a saloon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone stops what they're yeah. doing to watch him walk in. So like watching him walking like down the street. And I was like, basically, it's like us walking down the street, seeing a car we don't know that's driven into a tier four area. The fuck are you doing in our area? Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> You shouldn't be in a tier four area. <laughs> you look far too waitrose for tier four. <laughs> Not like a scum. Literally feel like, I don't know, sort of like Walking Dead or something, where you've got like a quarantined area and it's like, don't you leave from your area. You know, you know what's next, don't you? You know what's coming next. World War Z? No, the dome. From the oh, Simpsons yeah. film. We're going to be putting a dome. Someone wrote on Facebook, why have they lumped haven't with Emsworth? Lumped? We don't want you. <laughs> Cheers then. Lumped. <laughs> Lump you in a minute, you bastard. It's like, oh, sorry, actually, technically we're not haven't, but fine. Anyways, uh, so yeah, there's like a street uh, bar scene. They've got the standard card games. The bar door swings open. It walks Denzel. Everyone's like looking at him and there's like that <laughs> sort of cough. There's always one of them, isn't there? There's always a little... <laughs> like I can't... I need to really need to cough, but it's so tense and so quiet that I've got to... <laughs> also, oh. I'd like to point out, this is the second... I think only the second ever film I've ever watched featuring a black cowboy. And the other one is Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a thing to note. It's quite a... Uh, clash in the fact that at no point in the Magnificent Seven does anyone highlight or mention the fact that Denzel is black. No, I don't know. Whereas in Django Unchained, there is so many uses of the N-word. 
It's unreal. I think who I think I've heard it's a director. I think it is, and isn't that one of his like favouritest words? Tarantino. Yeah, like he has to use it in everything. Oh yeah, but like Django Unchained as well is like he goes to visit. That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's oh, the plantation that, owner. He'd use that memes all about. Yes. It, with the, yeah. <laughs> and uh, gives me life. <laughs> yeah, and Django is supposed to be there to help pick um, a slave for fighting or N-word fighting, as they refer to it. But it is literally like everyone in that film uses the N-word at least 10 times a minute. And then to then go from like having seen that to watching Magnificent Seven, where your lead character is a black cowboy and it doesn't get brought up at all, like no one bats an eyelid, is such a clash of things. It's like, oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Refreshing. This is enjoyable. But yeah, there's that kind of awkward silence whilst he's standing at the bar. And I don't sell the booze that he wants. So he has a double. Has a double. He orders a drink of something. They don't yeah. So oh, in that case, I'll have a double. And then he gives him some more money for some information. There's like a gun underneath the bar. And it's like that classic, everyone's putting their hands on their, yeah. you know, grips. Yeah. Um, and he said, oh, he's like, oh, oh, I thought this bit was quite cute, actually. He asked for who he was looking for and he gave his name. And he said, but the name his mama gave him was, and then whatever it was, um, and he sort of describes it, and the guy sounds like a bit of an arsehole, didn't he? Like kill his wife or something. Yeah, something he's wanted for murder. Yeah. So he leans over the bar, and whispers in his ear, and then weirdly, you don't get to hear what he whispers no. either. He is actually like, "Let me whisper in your ear." And you have no idea what it no. is. And then uh, I think somehow, like everyone starts shooting. No, people start getting a bit twitchy and getting towards their guns, and like. Looking like they're going to make a move, so Denzel makes a move first. Yeah, and this is when you see Chris Pratt sat at the table with the cards. And I thought maybe they actually working together already. No, But they're not. No. No. But yeah, he shoots one guy in the hand, shoots someone's hat off their head. That's it, doesn't like trick shots. Yeah. And then shoots the barman. After, well, he has a bit more conversation with the barman. But then he got killed Basically points out to the barman that I know you're the guy I'm looking for. Yeah. the barman's like, oh, I've got a family. And as one of the best lines of the film I think he's like well, I've got a family and Denzel's just like they're better, they're off, better off about you yeah that's it because yeah. you're a bastard so yeah. then like everyone runs out and Chris Pratt sat there and he's sort of checking all the cards and um I think you see him like putting all the money in his bloody hat as well don't you yeah like you've not got pockets yeah why are you putting it in your hat crazy but yeah um, I suppose quick way to scoop it up isn't it yeah so then he comes out so Denzel's character comes out with the bar with his hands up and he like tells everyone that he's like a warranted officer and he's there to search for a person and he shows them the sort of like wanted poster which they match up to the bar person and that's that really. Um, and then a woman and a man, one of them's Emma, comes up and tries to hire him and they're talking about um, this rich dude that's trying to sort of run them over there out of their town and stuff. He's not and interested at first, is he? He's like, I'm not fine. No. You can't afford me. I'm not fine. I don't do that. And then they tell him the name of the bad guy. And then he's like, okay, fine. We'll get Bartholomew some... Bogue. Hmm. Interesting. In. Uh... <laughs> Son of a bitch. bitch. I'm in. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Rick Sanchez. <laughs> What's the job? So then another point you see Chris Pratt's character. Um... The enthusiasm is waning already. I just don't enjoy these sort of films. It's just really hard work. 
He has like a gun to his head and he's like, oh, wow, Bill, you look like shit. And then he says that his name's Two Gun Kid. I'm the Two Gun Kid. <laughs> I, literally, is, Chris Pratt is like, do they call you that because you've got two guns? guns? Yeah. I literally at that point was rolling my eyes like, come on. But then even his, his brother who's with him holding Chris Pratt up is yeah, like, I told you it was a stupid yeah. name. So um, there's like a little conversation between Emma Cullen and uh, what's his face? Denzel Washington's character. Sanjism. Basically saying like, oh, he, you're seeking revenge. And she's like, well, I'm seeking righteousness, but I will take revenge. I'm like, no, bitch, just looking for revenge. I'd be quite revengeful if someone killed you. Thanks. I think I probably would be safe to say I'll go a bit Neesome. Bit Neesome. Ooh, or Butler. Yeah, Butler's better. I yeah. think there's better revenge. Yeah. Or, or wouldn't just make a phone call. No. I'd blow shit up. <laughs> I would blow shit up. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we did have a discussion, didn't we? Like, would you stay in town and fight for it, or would you fuck off? And I was like, I'd fuck off. Yeah, you would I wouldn't immediately stay. like... I oh, give you twenty dollars. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thanks, guys. Well, peace. Rather, like, yeah, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my twenty dollars and get oh the fuck God. out of here. For starters, could not fire a gun. Would shit myself before being in a fight. You wouldn't be allowed to be in one. But nope, sorry, you can't die. And then the boys would not be hanging around. I will take my chances elsewhere. Thank you, good sir. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'll be like that fucking douchebag. I'm gonna show him. I can save my boys. Colin, you don't know how to use a gun or anything. Ah, I'd be alright. I'm sure I'll do it some, on the night. I'm sure it's going to be some montage. <laughs> I'll do it on the night. Be fine. <laughs> Motherfucking montage. <laughs> I'll do it on the night. This is the night. Alright. Yeah, it seems like run away. Uh, where are we? Um, Chris Pratt's being held up by the two-gun kid. Oh, yeah. So he says Pratt's house is a stupid name. And this is this is literally would be my downfall. This yeah, whole you'd scene. be dead here. Yeah, I would de- definitely be dead here. So he asks if he wants to see magic trick. Obviously, yes, queen. I would love to see magic trick. So he gets the brother to pick a card. And he shows the card. He's like, that's not my card. And then he like does a like, little hand movement. And his card appears. He's like, oh, yeah, it's my card. And just shoots him in the head. Yeah. He's like, you didn't let me finish my trick. Your card was this, and then flicks it out. Yeah. And then as he like, he pans it across the camera, then he and the gun yeah. follows behind from behind his back. Yeah. Shoots one of them in the head. It's brilliant. Habit. And then his next magic trick was a disappearing ear. <laughs> did that remind you of the pencil trick from Dark Knight as well? It did, but it was less effective. Yeah, because there was a gun. It wasn't yeah. quite as impressive. But yeah, puts it up to as up to his chin first, I think. Then yeah. he's like, I'll show you the magic disappearing. Yeah, and then just shoots, <laughs> shoots it, off. it off. That's into that thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's then decided he's going to go off with Denzel somehow. And they say about how because it's no. So Chris Pratt walks over to someone trying to like take control of his horse. It's a really um, short bloke, yeah. uh, encouraging someone else to get on it. And he's mm. like, "Oh, that's Jack. He's a stallion, and he's my horse, and I need him back." And the bloke's like, "You lost your horse to me on a bet." And then gets down off the thing and Chris Pratt sees he's really short and he's got an Irish accent. He's like, oh, that was real. I thought you were a leprechaun. Oh, that was it. So they start having a bit of a disagreement about whose horse it is. And the little guy reaches for his gun and Chris Pratt looks really pissed off. Looks like he's about to throw down. Hmm. 
And then Denzel comes over and buys the horse. Oh he's yeah, like, he said he's got to work for him to get the horse. It, this is your horse. This is my horse now. If you want the horse, you have to join me. Yeah. He says, I'm uh, looking for some men for a job or something. Chris Pratt's like, oh, how many you got? He's like, oh, I've got two. Oh, you and that woman and that bloke there. And Denzel's like, no, me and you. <laughs> it's us. You're on my team now. Let's go. That was it. And he said it was a possible task. And he says, well, I do like to chuck that whole thing of money, doesn't she? Is well, I do like shiny things. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So then there's like the four of them driving, for driving, riding away, right. like across the desert. And there's like, they're all sort of sat on horses, all looking pretty relaxed. But Denzel's got like a little hand up, sort of like proper cool horse Full, riding. Cool cow, yeah. And he says basically that they've got to split up and find two people and then meet in three days at some place. So Denzel and, um, Emma Cullen go off to the house with like a dead body in it and man cold food and then this whip comes in through the door and gets her feet and like pulls her out lasso it's not a whip rope whatever not okay. Indiana Jones this week no um so this is the Mexican character Vasquez yeah he's pretty cool he's quite cool I do like Vasquez big fan of Vasquez yeah he was wicked um and then at the same time time uh, Chris Pratt's character and the other guy um, go to Volcano Springs as I can <laughs> this bit made me laugh so much actually I don't think I actually laughed out loud once apart from the magic trick <laughs> this bit laugh. made me laugh apart from I didn't laugh at all and I, I fucking hated everything actually laugh. I think it mildly amused me um, it was a bit in the fenced area where they're shooting tin cans this is where there's Billy Rocks yep. and they said oh no Billy won that one and he's like oh let's do this for real Oh, why would you intentionally... What a tit. Yeah, so they're having Shoot, a fastest yeah. gun competition, aren't yeah. they? And Billy clearly wins. And the guy's like, no, you cheated. You cheated. Let's do it for real. And then yeah, a... Billy's like, yeah, all right. Fine, whatever. But like, he takes off his holster and he takes off like his jacket and he takes off his hat. Um, and then like he does the shootout and he just lobs his hairpin at him and kills him. Sweet. Billy, yeah, you're like, like... Billy's pretty cool. Billy's badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck with Billy. So then they're inside this bar, and it is when you meet the other guy. Good night. Good... Goody, as they call him. Yeah. Yeah. So I quite liked him as actually as a character. I think if I had to pick one that I really liked, it'd be him. It's quite weird as well, because it's like... It's obviously Ethan Hawke is Goody. Yeah. So it's... Ethan Hawke and Denzel again, like in Training Day. Yeah. Only this time they're sort of like reversed. Like mm. Ethan Hawke's the one character is the one who knows a bit more about what's going on and he's yeah. a bit more senior in some ways. Yeah. So I quite liked him as a character. But they're inside the bar and Goody's having a shave and Billy's just sat there smoking. And um, this is when like you get a bit of background between Goody and Billy. So Goody went to arrest him. Billy. Yep. And he decided that it was a man to befriend, not a man to arrest. Because he was, like, beating up loads beating of people. shit out of everybody. Yeah. Badass. Um, and they've been, like, they go everywhere together. And this becomes apparent why they go everywhere together. It's really adorable. Later on in the film. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of see why, yeah. It's really sweet. So, um, he said basically, like, oh, well, Chris Pratt's character's like, oh, well, you know, I... I, I I was told just to bring you. He's like, oh, we go to everywhere. Wherever I go, Billy goes. So then 
it turns out Chris Pratt's character's a bit of an alcoholic. He's like, well, you know, it takes us half day and a half to get there, so we'll have like a half a day it's drinking. It, yeah, it's a, it's a two day ride to where we've got to meet Sam, and well, no, it's a day and a half ride to where we've got to meet Sam, and it's we've got to meet him in two days, so let's do half a day's drinking. Yeah, I'm like, fair dues. Um, That's they, you all over. That is. You mean there's time for alcohol first? Let's get to it. Sweet as not. That's basically <laughs> what I've been doing recently before. I'm back to work for three days, just pickling my liver. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alcohol is bad. Don't drink or smoke or do drugs. Anyways, they all meet up together in this place. And then there's some sort of issue with Chris Pratt's character. I can't even remember what his name is now, his character's name. Faraday. Faraday. And the Mexican guy. Vasquez. Vasquez. Yeah, Faraday, is, uh, he, he immediately comes in with the, I think his first words is, oh good, we got a Mexican. And he does like some weird thing to him. I don't really understand that. Like a Mexican standoff. Oh, okay. Thing. And he like starts doing a bad Mexican accent. And oh yeah, it was really embarrassing. Like like, yeah. So, so we've got an Asian character in Billy. We've got a black cowboy. Mm-hmm. No problem whatsoever. Mexican casual racism. Yeah. Weird. So Vasquez gives it back though. Oh god, yeah. That's why I liked him. He's got good bants. He has got good bants. So they then talk about the legend that is Jack Horn. Love him. He's the best character in this film. Because <laughs> he's fucking massive. He's huge. But he's got that weird... He reminds me a bit of Bane. Yeah, And that he's built voice. like a brick shithouse, but he talks like a weirdo. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they were talking... To, so this is where I kind of... I think someone was mentioning me about a COVID test they had to take. I got a bit distracted. But they're talking about something with these guys, and then oh, so these two they, guys are claiming they've killed Jack. So when oh, we first meet him, hat or his gun or something. they had his rifle. Yeah, and it literally, as it cuts to the scene, they're like Jack Horn, the Jack Horn, the legend Jack Horn. Like you killed him, you two, hmm. you two absolute tramp bags <laughs> have apparently killed. And then they start telling the story of how they've caved his head in with a rock and he oh, fell yeah, off a cliff. Was, yeah. And, and all then this. an axe suddenly appears in their chest, and they're yeah, one of them gets hit by an axe out of nowhere, and down comes Jack. Yeah, looking pretty pissed off. Um, he, I think they ask if they want to join him. And he's talking about all the Native Americans and like. Yeah, so they uh, he goes off on a tangent, then he Jack about uh, these men snuck up on me, attacked me, stole from me. I'm just taking back what's mine. That was it. Yeah. Denzel was like. Yeah, yeah don't We've got no problem with it. And do you want to join us? Um, you must be looking for a job because the government don't pay a bounty on Redskins anymore. Oh, yeah, that was it. Uh, so he's been out. So what he used to do was go out and scalp the Native Americans Ugh. and collect bounties on them. But obviously they don't do that anymore. Grim. Which is why he's a bit wary in the next scene. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so he just walks off, doesn't say anything, and then Faraday is like, Oh, that bear was wearing people clothes. That was quite funny. Because <laughs> he does look like, he a, does look like bear. a massive bear. He's huge. So then they're in like a valley or a canyon or something, and there's like all these wooden structures with feathers hanging down, and you see a shoulder of what looks like a Native American, but I don't know for sure. And so then- Vasquez says about like never trust anyone. Who bury their, buries their dead, dead above the ground. ground? Yeah, um, and there's like then it's like a campfire, and they're all sat around, and then like 
um, the guy that's come with Emma Cullen, he's, I think he says about how his gun was only there for when he was serving in the military. No, no, no. So Chris Pratt, um, Faraday notices his gun. Yeah. And it's a gun that people get in the military. So he asks him if he was in the, in the military and he's like, no, no, that's just the gun he's got. Right. And Faraday's like, you give me some of your booze and I'll, I'll teach you some lessons it. about shooting. But then he just turns into a massive bell end. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy that bit. I like shows him a card, says take the card, and when he can't, he's like, "You just lost dead, your first gunfight," yeah. and he's okay. he's a bit of an arsehole about it. Yeah, and and he's like, you might as well keep, just have the rest of yeah, the rest keep of it. You just... need it more than I do. Yeah, I think it's so, yeah. kind of... bit weird seeing Chris Pratt go like bit arsehole-y. Yeah, you know? he's got funny moments in this, but there's other times when he's an he bit, is of a bit of a prick. Yeah. yeah. So um, they're all asleep, and then Dems will like sit straight up with his gun out. Yeah, like, like super cowboy. Yeah, like he's heard something. And he said that they all wake up and they're like, oh, can you smell that? And then someone said, it smells like blood. And then he said, oh, he's been tracking us. And basically then... The jack horn really comes, comes down the thing. He and he's doing like hand gestures. Yeah. And someone's like, he's been tracking us. And then they see a Native American coming on a horse with like a massive deer. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And then... Oh, sorry, I got the arm. Um, I don't know why I say that out loud. Oh, that's me by microphone. Um, then Denzel speaks to him in his native language, and he asks if he speaks a white man English. And Do you remember like which language it was? No, because I didn't write it down. I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway. I think I don't know if it. I I think if I remember rightly, it's Comanche, but I don't know for certain. But I'm sure it's what because the Native Americans guys like you speak Comanche, and he's like oh, some, but in Comanche. Yeah, and then and he like, asks if you, yeah, you white. speak. I love that you speak white man's English. Yeah. He's like a bit. Yeah, some. Um, so he drops the deer and dismounts, and then he like cuts open the deer and takes out an organ. I'm not too sure what it was, and then he eats it and says that his name's Red Harvest, which is a cool name. It is cool because he asked Denzel asks him where everyone else is, doesn't he? He's like, oh, the I, my path is different or something. Just says, everyone else's, yeah. yeah. And he says that their path is different as well. Um. So he passes over this organ and then Denzel eats it raw as well. And he's like, I'm going to make this man some breakfast. And then they're like, okay, he's joining us. Cool. That's it. Yeah, it says to Denzel, then like, what did he say? He's like, he's with us. Yeah, I'm just making Pretty sure breakfast. he didn't actually say that, but... He's pretty, he's he's pretty in. in there, yeah. So Welcome he... Red Harvest. He's cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. There's quite a good thing about this film is that the white characters on the team as well so they're Goody, who you find out a bit more later on. Yeah. And then Faraday, who's a bit of an arsehole. Mm. And all of the coolest characters are not white. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Jack Horn's pretty cool. Jack Horn's pretty cool. And he's white, quite yeah. white. But he also could actually be a bear. He could He could actually He be could a bear. identify as a bear. He could identify as a bear. And no one would be. He, he wouldn't get any uh, people going, oh, no, you can't do that. They'd be like, yeah, fair enough, mate. Yep, you look like a bear. Mm-hmm. So then there's like the classic riding through the sunset, and it's a nice sunset. And then there's basically like arming Rose Creek. So he, I think they're just like getting everything ready, aren't they? Oh no, it's not. So there's like that main guy. Yeah, there's like a. I there was like basically it's all armed. I can't remember. I think Denzel just rides in with. Chris Pratt or is it Billy? No, Billy. So he rides into Rose Creek with Billy. And by they're his all side. like watching him walk in. 
and again. again. And then he's like talking to him about going to tell his boss that they're here. And then he says, oh, I'm trying to be diplomatic or something, but I don't think about my other team members. And they all come out and do those really cringy poses. Yeah, so he rides into town and the, the sheriff is there. The sheriff's on the payroll, but clearly not in charge. And no. the, the hired guns are all around like, oh, you can't, um, you can't bring guns into town. Like, you have to hand your guns over. Turns out, turns out I was like, yeah, that's fine. I, I don't know about my associates, though. And then that's when they oh, all start to saunter into position. And the goody comes oh. out behind with his rifle. Chris Pratt walks along. Leans. With the spurs on his boots, like, going off. Vasquez pops out from a corner. Red Harvest is up on the roof of his bow. It's awful. It's fucking brilliant. It's not awful. Shut your face, you loser. Horrendous. So epic. So they send him off on his way. That's when Jack Horn. Oh, that's a bit as well. Jack Horn comes wandering along, doesn't he? And he goes in his funny. Like someone looks at him and he's like in his funny voice. He's like, "I'll say a prayer for you, little one, because you smile." Oh, yeah. <laughs> in his really funny, like high pitched, squeaky voice that he's got. That could almost have been like that guy in Family Guy. <laughs> you want about the pervert? Yeah. Do you want a popsicle? Hey, Chris! Hey, Chris! Hey, Chris! Hey, No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Mr. Chisholm, he's not here. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, this is fucking derailed again, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's a bit of a fight scene. They'll shoot everybody and then they find the sheriff hiding underneath the... skim over the fight scene so much. I don't know. There's some great lines in there. I don't remember it because I was bored. Chris Pratt looks at one of them and then manages to say with an almost straight face, you're about to be killed by the world's greatest lover. Like, what? Why are you saying that in the middle of a gunfight? (laughs) Oh, God. And there's also the bit as well where, like, Sam... Is talking to him is I think this is one of the best bits. Why it works so well with Denzel as well because he just trails off into this, but but he's having a full blown conversation about um, them being in the town and he this hired people he calls them cowards. He's like you put them in a fight with some real men and like you know thing like that. But mid conversation he's like halfway through saying something and he just stops and goes, "You sure you don't want to take my gun? Like you sure you don't want this?" Yeah. Every time I've seen that, I'm just like. Every time I really wish the next time I watch it, someone would go, actually, yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> just, I'll just pop that off. Because <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> cool. Yeah. They find the sheriff and he's underneath a house. Yeah, he's hiding his shit in his pants. They send him off, don't they, to go tell the guy that... To tell Bogue. Yeah, that they're him. on their way. Or they're there or something. And if he wants his town, he can come speak to Denzel. Yeah. Oh. oh, I did write down about how Warwick the long standoff was. Yeah, quite a quite It's a quite long. long, and everyone says each other, and I thought if that was me in that position, I'd get an itchy nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but then I'd you'd move doing... your hands to scratch your nose, and someone would immediately just yeah, shoot, shoot you. you. Like, oh, fuck's sake. Because <laughs> I don't like... These guns must be magic because they just shoot people in the chest and they're like dead innocently. Like, I'm pretty sure it will take you a bit longer to die, but fine. Um, so yeah, that's just what I wrote down. I'd get energy nose and I'd be dead. 
Another excellent insight into your brain. Yep. Um, hiding. Yep, that's hiding. But I just found that, and a thing here talking about now about. Oh yeah, so they're talking to the town about wanting to like get their town back and how they need to start formating a plan and like getting ready. They've got seven days before they come. Yep. To the place, and I've written down. I think it would be like chicken run. Do you know, like when they've got them trying to fly over chicken coop, and then they like got their little plans and they're working out and getting their wings flapping? I do not know because oh. I'm about to blow your mind here. Hmm. I've never seen Chicken Run. You've never seen Chicken I've Run. I've never watched Chicken Run. Oh, it's a good film. Maybe watch that over Christmas. Um. So they're training the the Days town. Magnificent Seven. It's probably better. Nice. So they're um what they're, then they're like in the saloon and they're eating food like a hell of a lot of beans. The beans. I was like, see now I could get on board with beans. <laughs> Red Harvest <laughs> wasn't on board with beans. Red Harvest was not. <laughs> yeah, what is he said? White man's food is for dogs. dogs yeah. <laughs> it is Just not picture a little beans. bit tooty, but it's fine. Um. And then they see like everyone come back who's happy to come and fight this fight, and then and Chris Pratt's like, "Oh look, they bought their pitchforks." Yeah, there's some of them who actually walk up with pitchforks. pitchforks. And like, yeah, oh, they bought their pitchforks. We might stand a chance. So then they've got them like the this is like the montage training, isn't it? Yep. So you've got everyone like a load of targets lined up, people laying on their bellies with their shotguns, or is this the stabby one? Billy does a little stabby thing, don't they, to show him knives and yeah, then they no all just walk the off, they're thing. not interested. Yeah. Then no one's actually hitting any of the targets um, and one guy like falls backwards with like the, the impact of the shotgun. And Goody sends him away. Goody sends him away and then Chris Pratt's character comes down and tells about how like this man's a legend and oh, shows him how it's done. Goody. So in the shootout in the town when they first arrive. Oh, yeah. Goody... Has like a freaking PTSD out, moment, like goes he? full PTSD, doesn't he? And he, yeah. he can't fire his weapon. And Pratt notices. Pratt notices. So when they're doing the target practice, Pratt starts saying, "Oh, this is Goodnight Robichaux. His nickname's the Angel of Death. Mm. This many confirmed kills. He's a legend. Do what he does." And he gives him the gun. Yeah. And Goody's like, "Oh no, we can't waste the bullets and all that." But he basically baits him into shooting at the target. Mm. So then he's like, which he then it. does. Nails every shot and then, but then he walks, walks away. Off and off. Yeah, yeah, that he's done it. And Chisholm notices as well. Mm. So they're then talking about they're down at the mine and they're talking about basically all these men get shot and they're on horses. Yeah, they go to the mine to free uh, the men and get free the men explosives. And get the explosives and they invite whoever wants to come from the mine to fight as well. Mm-hmm. And they then it then cuts to. Sacramento, which is a nice house. Very nice house. In Bogue's house. In Bogue's house. And he's like talking to the sheriff. He's like, oh, what price did he ask for? And how many was there? And he's like, oh, there's only seven. And basically he like pulls out this little gun and shoots him, doesn't he, in a chest? Yeah. He's like, no, it's not acceptable. No. You're dead. And he's like, right, we need to... He keeps one of the guys alive. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we need to recruit an army. So shit is going down. And then you see... Emma Cullen's character down at like a creek shooting, and of course, she's got good shooting skills. 
Yeah. So then Chris Pratt, Faraday, comes over with his gun and does like some trick shots. Super condescending. Yeah. A knob. She said, I've, got, I've had, I had a father or something. He goes, oh, I didn't. And then does some sh- Oh, bore off. <sighs> then they are talking to... I think they were like getting drunk and they're discussing tactics, aren't they? Like what they're going to do. Yeah. And then um, they're like, I think this is when you see a bit of a bit of a bromance between Faraday and Vasquez. Yeah, it's like really funny. And um, this woman comes up and she's fixed. Um, what's his face? Is Jack Horns. Jack Horns. Yeah. And then Vasquez is like obviously quite drunk and he's like, oh, she's obviously done a bit of poking and. Um, Poking in, I can't remember what he wrote, said now. He's done a bit of poking, maybe you should return the favour. or something, they're like pissing themselves <laughs> laughing. And then like Chris Pratt's talking about the gun's names that he's got. Yeah, and names about Maria, and he's like, I had Maria, I had three Marias, and they're like literally Probably like... just drunken banter. Yeah. Buds, 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 buds. Then they, you see like the bell's being restored, and it's pulled up, and then you see Red Harvest come riding in saying that they're on their way, they're going to be there at dawn. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. But they've been busy setting explosives and yeah, doing no, another montage bit in it, like yeah. setting up traps and build. Do they sort of rebuild the church a bit to yeah, they have use a bit of a stronghold? Yeah, at the tops, and that's all sorted. Um, then you see like a lot of horses riding across the desert, um, and this is, I think, when you see. Um, uh, Goody leaving, don't you? He leaves. Yeah, the night before. So they're all like congregated outside the church, aren't they? And he just said like how he has just seen so many wars, and he's seen so many de- so much death. And he and then he's like, well, you know, um, like the wars are over or something, and all this sort of stuff. Anyways, as he leaves, he turns back to. Um, Chisholm. Chisholm and says, "Remember me, remember me as I was." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, he basically says to him just before that. Then he like, "I've become everything. I've hated a coward." Yeah. But he's like, but there's a little bit before when he's talking to Billy, isn't he? he starts talking about hearing the hearing, owl, hearing some sort of sound. He's like, you know what that means? And something about his dream. Basically, dreams that if he start uses his gun properly, then that's it for him. He'll die. Yeah. yeah. Wherever that is. So. He's like, I can't be silly. But anyways, he... Full PTSD, like, he's yeah. proper fucked up. He's he? really fucked up, bless him. Then you see, uh, like, they ask where Billy was, and he's like, oh, he's in, in having a drink, and you see him rocking back a few. Everyone basically agrees to stay in, because he gives them the option of going, but they stay in. Yeah, Vasquez is my favourite there again, because he's like, well, i got nowhere else to go. Yeah. He's basically sort of saying, if I, had, if I had somewhere else to be, then yeah, I'd be off, but I ain't I had a better offer, so I'll just stay. I'm in. So then there is Denzel is in the church with Emma and yeah, I think it's like lighting a candle or something. Anyway, the bell rings and um, I think that's like basically the start of the fight, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. They start ringing the bells. They see them. Yeah, they're coming, and you see them running, and the whole they split, don't they? Yeah, so they tried to running. so the. Bart's army tried to flank. Yeah. Um, and then that's when 
I think Billy and Jack Horner in the trenches, aren't they? With yeah, some they, men, they trigger traps. some explosives and then pop out from a trench, start shooting out. But basically, it all just starts fucking kicking off big time. Yeah, it? it's a big fight. There's a quite a good bit, I think, where um, the, um, I think Denzel's character gets off his horse and uses a horse to like hide behind yes, the horse. It's flicks really onto the side, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't he? And shoots across his back of his horse. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's pretty good. Uh, Chris Pratt gets shot, and then Vasquez. How do you say his name? Vasquez. Vasquez. Really struggling with his name. Yeah. It's, what's that noise? Um, shoots a man into a coffin. Yeah, he goes like Chris Pratt gets hit, doesn't he? And he's straight yeah. out like it's, yeah. They're now they're now bros. They're like best friends. And he's um, like worried about him. Comes out and proper guns down the guy. Shoots him straight into a coffin. Oh, yeah, so they have got, like, this big gun on a wagon. That's Gatling a, gun. Yeah. Yeah. Hideous. So that just, like, basically... So basically like, like a machine gun. Tears shreds through the whole fucking town because it's, like, made of wood. You missed a little bit, though. I'd, honestly, babe, I just wrote... Who, I was, who, co- who comes... You called this bit before it happened as well. That happens towards the end. We've got a bit before that. Have we? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, bear it. The bear man ain't died yet. Oh. This bit is where they first see it come through and it's like ripping through the town and it knocks down a light and sets fire to the bit where the kids and the women are. Yeah. So then this is the bit when you see, they say you've got to get the kids out of that place and then as they run out, Horn gets shot by the bad guy, Native American, with all the arrows. Um, And they're reloading it as it, like as they're getting the kids out and then there's like another load of fights you missed goody coming back yeah goody comes back goody comes back before the first round of the gatling gun he comes riding in he tells them that it's coming and to take cover and then just as he comes back because he rides in then and i think one of them is it denzel's character starting to get cornered and he rides in, takes some people out. Oh, babe, I don't even know. Because it was just so much going on. It's so boring. <laughs> then he tells them that the Gatling gun's coming and he gets them to take cover. But yes, and then the Gatling gun rips through the town. Yeah, and then they're the up thing, on sets fire the where the kids are. And yeah. weirdly, he, despite the fact he's been a douchebag most of the film, when Chris Pratt notices that the bit with the kids is, is fire, he still goes he's straight out, and he's like, yeah. we've got to get the children, even though he's been shot, and Denzel's in them in there as well. Getting them out, they lead yeah. the kids away into the field, don't they? And then, That's yeah, all then, done. then the bad guy, Native American, kills, kills Jack Horn. Yeah. Quite sad as well when Jack goes, because he tries to go with a fight, but the bloke just, go, he's very Boromir, isn't it? He is. Well, Takes Boromir. like four or five arrows to go down. Um, and then does like a little sad smile when he finally yeah. gives up. Like he's just, you know, he's dead. Bless yeah. him. Um, yeah, they got machine gunned on the top of the church where they're fighting. So that's Billy and Goody dead. Yeah. So they say they. So Faraday says we got to do something about that gun. Mm. Um, and that's when he has a little chat with Denzel, like they're yeah. uncover. Um, Denzel says we're all square for the horse, and Chris Pratt's like, "You owe me cover fire." Oh, yeah. Go out, covers him. He goes out and gets horse, starts riding out towards the Gatling gun. Yeah. Um, and Goody and Billy are covering from the church tower. Yeah. Goody's starting to have a good time at last. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back in the fight. Him and Billy are having some good laughs, killing people. 
they take out all the horses chasing Faraday. Yeah. But then the Gatling gun Gets takes them out in the church tower. Yeah. So they're both gone. So we're three down now. So then Chris Pratt gets up to the gun and he's shot a few times. Shot off his horse, and he? Yeah. So then he like lights a cigarette, but he like bends down and does it. So he's down on the ground and he puts a cigarette in his mouth and yeah. he, all the, he keeps breaking his matches. So one of the guys gets off the gun and lights his cigarette for him and yeah. points the gun at his face and he just sort of collapses Pretend forward, it, yeah. he? like he's died. And then he leans up and he's got a bit of dynamite and then it explodes. That's that done. The Faraday's gone. Then, yeah. But the Gatling gun's gone. Yeah. And then we're down to... Britain last man standing. Bogue and his last two... Two men. Men. And then... And then they ride straight into the town, which I don't get. Yeah, they ride into town. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, right, well, all our whole army's dead. Um, and we can't see fuck all from here. Let's go and get some more people. people yeah. And come back. But they don't. So no, they, they he sends in. his two little goonies in and they get killed straight away. And then that's when um, Denzel's character comes out. And then they have like, it comes to light that this that Brogue raped his... Um, so he, um, when he sends the sheriff off earlier, he tells him to tell Bogue about Lincoln... Oh yeah, Lincoln yeah. Cans or something, something like that. Yeah, but Bogue basically in where Denzel's from, he hired people to go in and take do the same thing he was doing in this town yeah. and take it over. And the men he sent in raped his mum. Come and did they murder Murdering his sister? Sisters, yeah, and then they tried to hang. So him. they have like a Mexican standoff. Denzel shoots the gun out of his yeah. hand, shoots him in the leg. He crawls into the church um, before he reveals all of this. Yeah, and then that's the bit that thingies with the beginning because before Denzel goes in there to kill someone he pauses doesn't he outside the church mm. takes his hat off and everything and he's quite wary about going into the yeah. church to do it but then he goes in yeah takes off his neckerchief and says about how they put a rope around his neck and he's got this big horrible, horrible scar around his neck it's vile and whilst that's all happening Brogue is pulling out a little gun from his boot yeah so he takes his neckerchief off and start because um, he, he's telling him to pray with him yeah he? and he so he starts strangling him and starts basically reading the Lord's Prayer to him and Bogue's reaching down to get a, a little gun out of his boot Pulls it out and he's pretty much got it against Denzel's chest, I think. Yeah, like his shot goes off and he makes like an action like he's been shot, but he hasn't. It was the woman. Yeah. Shoots Brogue. Shoots Bogue. Bogue even. Brogue. Don't care anymore. Brogue's a shoot. I know. <laughs> I literally don't care. <laughs> this one has gone down like a lead balloon. Like of all the films that we've watched as well. I will I can't tell you why at the end. This has been the worst one and I'm shocked. Thought even Denzel would save it. No, he hasn't. Can't believe it. Don't we even found, think it's one of his best films. I think we found a Denzel film that you don't enjoy. It's. Be- I'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah, we'll get there. So everyone's most of the Magnificent Seven are dead, apart from. So we got De- Denzel, Chisholm, Vasquez, and Red Harvest. Yeah, they're they're all. Oh, alive. Red Harvest does have an epic showdown with oh, bad Native American guy and fucks him up as well. Yeah, that was brilliant. So he didn't get away. So they like sign off from their duty and they're like, oh, the preacher's like, oh, we'll, we'll bury your dead respectfully. Yeah. They ride off and leave a fucking shit show of a town. Like, it is fucked. But it's their shit show. Honestly, I bet, oh, you're not going to help tidy up, are you? No. Right, cheers, bye. Twats. 
God's sake. Oh, that is that is mean. Because without them, they wouldn't even have the town. I know, but they could have helped. I think they did enough. Do you? I don't. They came up with the plan. They killed the bad guy. They got the, the kiddies out. True. So they've left that. They literally ride off into a sunset. And then the voiceover, which I think is Emma Cullen, yep. like shows the four graves of yep. the men that fell. And saying, like, they died saving something that wasn't theirs. It was magnificent. It so was. So, yeah, it was all right. They did, you know, (laughs) their deaths were pretty epic. (laughs) Fine. I'll give them that. I think what I liked is that the main, like, some of the main heroes died. Yeah. They didn't have them all survive. No. They didn't do stupid ridiculous tricks do you know like yeah do you know there, what there I mean? is actually if you look really closely there is a lot of gun spinning after sh- shooting yeah but it's not made like it's like they just do it and they don't really make a big deal out yeah. of it you know it was kind of like yeah it was believable it's not like i don't know jack and lord of the rings and legolas slides down that Oh, slides down the elephant trunks. Trunk. The worst shot like of the entire three films. That shit. I hate that know. bit so much. Or you can see, like, he basically reversed it as he swings around the horse's neck. Yeah. 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 That BS. But yeah, so, like, the, that, I like that. That was quite good because, you know, not everyone can survive. My thing with it is, though, is it's just like it wasn't as bad a feeling as watching. 1917 which just left me traumatized but this shit happened how realistic it was i don't know but also it's just for me it's just men just shooting men and i just have no interest in it i don't find it glory like magnificent i don't find it interesting yeah it's not i find it really boring it's not most of the film, film is it? Like... there's a bit of story fine it's like cliche western mm. But I just sat there for probably about an hour watching people make some interesting booby traps. I'll give them that. That was good. But you're just watching people falling off roofs, falling off horses. You know. Yeah, the action. It's just... I suppose the action in a Western, it's not the same as an action film, is it? They can't no. have anything too outlandish or things like that. It's got to be grounded in the Western yeah, I just setting. Have... And it's hard to be original yeah or anything like that yeah i just i have no it just for me i just find it all very boring oh fucking love it absolutely love it just i'm just watching a massacre really i'm just not really that interested like we're talking about it's not as good as the three amigos i'll give you that (laughs) i don't even remember that i know i've watched it but um we said about John Wick and stuff. Like, well, you know, John Wick's just basically a man going around killing other people. I'm like, ah, oh, but, you know, it's different. It is different, yeah, because it's its its own thing, isn't it? Yeah. Although it's an action and it follows action film thing and it's a revenge film and it follows that. They, it's The the way he does it is unique. Yeah. Different to everyone else. The, you know, the adding in of the coins and the, yeah. the assassins thing is... Is you? It's something you haven't seen before. Whereas no. West, I, I get your point. Westerns, they can't do the action in any way other than a western set. So, like with you saying, people falling off horses, people falling off rooftops. In any western you watch, mm. no matter how good the action is, you've got horses falling over, and yeah. people falling off them. You've got people falling off rooftops. It's the 
it's that i mean the thing that i probably found the most upsetting was when they pulled out that big gun so it reminded me of the last samurai that bit in that film yeah that bit when was... they're just crying as they're just How watching is it all that the of the last those... samurai is a film about tom cruise becoming a samurai and is actually brilliant i know like you literally say to someone do you want to watch a film where tom cruise is a samurai they go no <laughs> that sounds awful and then when you start say shouting at us again yeah <laughs> And then you say, like, no, genuinely, it's brilliant. They they look at you like you're mental. Yeah. And then people watch it and you're like, Jesus, that's really good. Yeah. So that bit was really sad. And that made me, yeah, I didn't like that bit. So, yeah, that's for me. Like, I'm, if I can try and push aside my serious dislike for Western films, it is good. It is funny. It's got its moments, isn't it's it? It's got its moments. Um, and I did I did really like a few of the characters as well. Like, I did kind of feel quite committed to them. It's not... Yeah, it's... Again, like, Chris Pratt is the most unlikable one of the he seven. Is. Which, if you just look at the ca- the cast... Which I was shocked. You wouldn't think. Yeah, I was shocked. You'd think you'd be like, I'd oh, love Chris Pratt as a cowboy. But he's actually a douchebag yeah. for most of the film. And Big Vasquez, when you meet Vasquez, he's a wanted murderer. Yeah. And within about ten minutes of him being on the screen, you're like, love God, him. I love Vasquez. <laughs> He's, so he's fucking cool. awesome. You're like, actually, he's the only one who's a wanted murderer. You know, the yeah. rest of them are actually like quite well respected. He's just a murderer, apparently. Exactly. So that's why I disliked it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd like to say I'm happy I watched it, but I can't even say that. Although I will thank my colleague who lent us the, the Blu-ray. Thank you. <laughs> You'll be getting it back sharpish, though. <laughs> messaged him was like i've disinfected the cd cover for you like the dvd cover and he's like did you enjoy it no (laughs) (laughs) how many stars did it get it's got this is going to be low in it no i'm giving it three feel like you're being kind just to be kind now no because like i said there was bits that were good maybe if it hadn't been a western maybe if they'd have updated it to Maybe, a modern yeah. day setting, you I might have enjoyed know. the story I anyway. I don't know if that would have made a difference. I enjoyed the story. Should we watch the original original? No. The original original is not a Western. What's the original original? The original original, I think, is called Seven Samurai. It's Ooh. actually a samurai film. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd have to, it might be quite hard to find. We'll see. It's well old. Um, I kind of had to use two words for this one okay the one word review was your idea i, think. I know so but I just, you can spread it to I've two i don't said mind. proper shootout or shoot em up proper shoot em up hmm. yeah there's a lot of shooting oh isn't there just so yeah, like i said it's just got some funny bits in it but yeah it's just a good story but it's just wouldn't watch it again no i think it was the overcoming the odds i think it's a nice thing isn't it it's like that standard yeah. You know, you're probably going to f- gonna fail, but... If you uh, want to watch something like The Magnificent Seven, but don't want all the shooting, watch The Three Amigos. Uh, Similar story. Yeah. Is that the act when they're actors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> that is so Absolute funny. classic. <laughs> so, what are we watching next? Oh, so we're going to move totally away from um, Westerns. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but there will be more shooting. Okay. So I've decided the original point of why we were going to do the podcast was because there's a lot of like 
classic films. Mm. Like, if you ask people, name one of the best films you've ever seen that you've never watched. Yeah. And then we've sort of got away from that a little bit with me trying to branch out with things like John Wick. Yeah. Like, what was the random one? Ghost Rider, because we had to watch that because it's hilarious. Um, Obviously, this one for a Western. But I wanted to get back to a bit more of films that are on those... You know, if you read those lists of 100 films you must see and all that, yeah. get back to ones that are more on that. Um, so we're going to have a, like a double bill. So the next two episodes oh are going to be one of those films and its sequel. Holy crap, what are you making me watch? So we're going to, I'm going to ease you in because like there's a couple that I've got on the list that mm. are the film and then the sequel. Okay. Um, so we're going to start with the one that's probably the, you're going to find the easiest to sit through, even though it is a lot of shooting. Okay. And it's the Terminator. Oh, okay. Because you've never seen Terminator. No. And you've never seen Terminator 2. No. You have seen Alien and Aliens. I love those films. Seeing Terminator and Terminator 2 are the action film equivalent to Alien and Aliens. Awesome. Where you've got a great first film, an absolutely great first film, and then the second film just takes everything great about it and turns it up to 11, as they say in Spinal Tap. (laughs) What a film that is. Yep. Perfect. So, yes, that's the next two episodes. We're going to do Terminator and Terminator 2. And after that, there are no Terminator films that exist. (laughs) Are you sure? Uh, Like a TV spinoff? There is a TV. I've never seen the TV spinoff, actually. I think that's okay. I've got a lot of need to catch up with, as in The Mandalorian. I don't don't don't, know if I'm going to watch that, though. Because I've I've already seen a spoiler for the end of the second series of Mandalorian. And I'm like, I haven't even watched the first episode still. The only reason I'd watch it is for Baby Yoda. Yeah. Little baby Yoda. He's <laughs> so cute. We'll get it on now. We'll get an episode on. Good good idea. As we've done this a lot earlier than I was expecting. For a change. I know, right? Um, I just want to take this chance to say that, um, obviously, with us being in Tier 4 area, we wouldn't get to see our families. So at least our families get to listen to my dulcet, whingy tones over the festive period. If you dulcet and whingy, is that a thing? I don't know. It is now. It is now. Um. But I'd like to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. And we hope this brings you some little joy as you're wrapping your festive gifts and stuffing your face with cheeses, which is my plan. Or if you've taken the time to listen on Christmas Day, ruined your Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because it's up been miserable AF. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Have a wonderful Christmas wherever you are. And um make the most of your time together. Let's try and make it a special one as best we can. It's been a weird old year, isn't it? Well said. That was Thanks. lovely. I know, I try. I try. And we'll be back in the new year. In, in, yeah, shall we have a little break? Because we have been a bit... Cause we'll, actually, no, it will be. Because after next week, yeah, yeah, we're into 2021, bitches. God, I hope it's better than this year. <laughs> So I hate. To, I don't know if it will. You know. I think Shut up. <laughs> I think it will. This is our new normal. Use the power of positive thinking. <laughs> so yeah. On that note, um, I wish you a merry Christmas and a prosperous twenty twenty one. Indeed. And um, ciao for now. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye. Ho 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 ho. Oh God. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.